Welcome to Expresso Crime, a podcast all about crimes, short enough to listen to while you enjoy your cup of coffee. Hello, hello. Today's episode of Expresso Crime is all about insurance crimes. I've got Ollie here, and we are going to go through them. I'll start things off with the murder case. This is a fairly new case and currently undergoing all the legal stuff. Murdo. Murdo? Yeah. Okay, Murdo case. South Carolina lawyer Alex Murdo arranged for another man to kill him earlier this month so that his son could collect on a $10 million life insurance policy. Murdo, 53, survived the September 4th shooting, which happened months after the unsolved killing of his wife and adult son. Police say that Murdo told 911 that he was shot in the head while changing a flat tire and that the shooting caused a superficial wound. His attorney told NBC News Today that his client was trying to get off opioids as he was taking over the death of his son and his wife when he became became depressed. Believing his insurance policy had a suicide clause, Mado enlisted a man to kill him during a fake car breakdown, according to the attorney. So his son so could get ten million. So he hired someone to kill him, but then he didn't actually die. Yes. So what's what's his crime then? I think insurance fraud. Oh. But he's well, fairly well known in South Carolina, this family. Hmm. So You know, I don't like using names. I'm not gonna use anyone's name here. I try that sometimes, but it can get a bit confusing when it's saying his, then this person, person number one. Well, we'll go through it. So in 2014, uh, a 22-year-old army soldier uh, was convicted by a military judge of the murder of his pregnant wife um, and her unborn child. Uh, The man collected $400,000 in life insurance benefits from the death of his wife and another $100,000 funeral costs provided by the U.S. Army. What makes this story extra frightening is that the former soldier allegedly planned to use the insurance payout to fund a terrorist group comprised of himself and a few other soldiers, a terrorist organization known as FEAR, uh, in all capitals as an acronym for Forever Enduring, Always Ready, was allegedly plotting, among other things, to bomb a public park poison apple crops in Washington State and even assassinate the president. At the time of his conviction, uh, the soldier was already serving a life sentence for the murder of two people who had allegedly discovered the group's plans. Ooh. They mean business. Wow. Okay. So, going on the, the no name here, we're like a low-budget grocery store. No Name mastered one of the largest insurance fraud cases in American history. He organized a criminal coalition of businessmen who defrauded their way to a staggering $450 million. The, ju- the judge then gave No Name 845 years in prison. The projected release date is November 23, 2754. I don't think I'm the math doesn't check out. No. How much is it going? 845 years. No, no, no. How much money? 450 million. From what? 
don't know how they did it. Something to do with all their businessmen, and they organized a criminal coalition who defrauded. So they fraud. Yeah, but it's the biggest, one of the largest insurance fraud cases in American history. Well, my next one then. A 21 year old woman from uh, Muscombe, I would say, Michigan, um, is currently serving a 5 to 20 year prison sentence for soliciting the murder of her husband in 2013. A woman looking to cash in on her husband's $400,000 life insurance policy approached a co worker about helping her pull off the murder. The co worker immediately notified police and then arranged a meeting between the woman and a friend of his that he said he was willing to kill her husband. The co-worker's friend was actually an undercover detective who secretly filmed two conversations um, in which the wife explicitly describes how, where, and when she wants the murder to take place. Luckily, in this place, in this case, police were able to intervene before anyone was hurt or killed. Okay, crazy. That was also going to be my next one, but whatever. Moving on. Okay. No name lost her husband in a fatal car accident in 2004. At least that's what she told the police. What actually happened was much more bizarre. In an attempt to fake her husband's death and collect on his $110,000 life insurance policy, which is life insurance fraud, Molly can. Oh, sorry, I've already written the no name. <laughs> Molly convinced Clayton to dig up a body from a local cemetery, dress it in his clothes, and then stage his own death. And that's exactly what he did. However, police noticed right away that the circumstances surrounding the accident seemed a bit suspicious. There were no skid marks leading up to the site of the accident, and the fire was determined to have been started in the front seat rather than the engine of the vehicle. The scheme completely fell apart when DNA testing revealed that the burned body found in the driver's seat was actually that of a woman. Police later found that Molly had also forged documents in an attempt to create a new identifier for her husband, including a fake birth certificate and driver's license. She had even introduced her two children to a new boyfriend, Jake, who was actually just Clayton with dyed black hair. Wow. Crazy. But also, only a $100,000 policy. Like, but over your life. Yeah, but some people might not even make that. That's true, but still, just so crazy. Yeah. So, uh, this one is um, an LA ophthalmologist um, stole his own art for insurance money. He arranged for a Picasso and a Monet piece to be stolen from his home in an attempt to collect $17.5 million in insurance money. Wow. See, that's where we're talking money. Is there a movie about an art thief or something along that line? Maybe. Okay. The last one. So I did speak about this before, but it's a must for this episode. So back in 1933 in New York. So Mike Malloy, he's a homeless man and severe alcoholic. 
he was a target of insurance fraud. So a speakeasy owner and four others formed a murder trust to plan their next payday. Their plan was to take out a life insurance policy on Malloy and then let himself drink to death. And then they would split the payout. But when he failed to die from alcohol poisoning, they realized they'd have to change their approach. So they poisoned him with antifreeze, rotten food, rat poison, and he just kept on waking up. One night, they waited for him to pass out at the bar and dragged him outside. It was um, winter temperatures in New York, so he really should have, you know, froze to death. Anyways, they dumped him in a snowbank, and the next morning, he walked right back into the bar, and he just thought, oh, I must have gotten way too drunk and passed out in the park. So the murder trust then um, decided that they would pay a taxi driver to hit him. So they took two attempts on that. The first one, again, super drunk. He ended up somehow, even though he couldn't stand, to jump out of the way from the taxi. And then they hit him this time. They left the scene. They figured, okay, he has to be dead. It was about four weeks during that time they were calling around to different funeral homes, etc. Nobody heard from him, and then he walked back into the bar. Uh, They finally ended up killing him. They killed him by carbon monoxide poisoning, and pretty much as soon as he was killed, uh, they were ended up sent to prison and they were executed in the electric chair. So after all that, he just, the man that wouldn't die, and then he finally did, and it didn't pay off at all. Wowie. That's Crazy. Kind of like, uh, pretty sure my or something like that. Way back in Russia. This guy just wouldn't die. No matter how many times they tried to kill him. Craziness. But... Yeah. That wraps up our episode on insurance crimes. That's it. I would. Oh, I guess you do. I. I don't know. We've lost. If you have one, speak. Oh, look at this. Well, you stole my one, so give at least. Well, you actually ended up stealing my other ones. You must have looked in the same place. I'll give you another one here. Okay. So. I guess in the 90s, car insurance fraud was very, very common. Uh, cars would purposely get into accidents with innocent people on the road, hoping to score insurance money. Um, I feel like it's really still happening quite a lot. But uh, these accidents frequently injured drivers, and some were even fatal. These accidents usually earned the people who planned only about $20,000 each. So, yeah, it's pretty much all, it's all they're trying to do, though. Again, we're not saying to go do things, bad things, for a lot of money. But 20 grand, it really doesn't get you very far. 
Okay. Do you want to give them one more? I'll give you one, one more. Um, so, Lloyds of London, which is uh, underwriter, which I um, recently filed suit to invalidate an insurance policy taken out by Michael Jackson. Oh. Um, not sure why this is written, but the policy covered his uh, tour um, in the event that it wasn't successful. I actually had tickets for that tour. Wow. Yeah. He, I was going to go in like January 2010 and he died in uh, 2009. The payout was to be um, $17.5 million, but Lloyds argues that's invalid because Michael Jackson did not disclose prescription drugs on his application as Michael Jackson died from an overdose. Lloyds is claiming deception. Oh. So, not not necessarily a crime, more of a dispute there. So, yeah. Gray area. Yeah, insurance. Again, those... Those bloody those, insurance. Those rotten insurance people. They take your money and then they don't pay you out. <laughs> That's a rant for another day. The next will be crimes against the people from insurance. Yeah. Insurance, you can't live with it, can't live without it. It's hard to get it when you need it. But yeah. that wraps up insurance crimes. See you guys later. Thanks for listening. Bye. Have fun.